Zach Rowland. Hey, hey. Today we're discussing Season 3, Episode 11, I Had a Dream. This episode, Dexter punches Masuka in the face. The dream. The men of Miami Metro experience post-bachelor party hangovers. Deborah finds out about Harry cheating with a CI. And Miguel meets Mr. Mayhem. Uh, for Sons of Anarchy fans nice, out there. Nice tying it in there. Uh, what'd you guys think of this episode overall? This was like... Well, we got there. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I mean, it was an episode. <laughs> As I've said most, most of the season, it was okay. I thought the episode was fine, but it... It's the same thing they did with season two. They they wrapped up everything in the penultimate episode, leaving nothing really that interesting for the final episode. Well, they still have to catch King. That's what's left. Here's about King. And that's 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 the problem of the writing. Is that they didn't build up that villain enough. They did too much with Dexter or too much with Miguel and not enough with King. We don't fear King. Two uh, season endings where they just they blow the biggest story in the first to last episode. The whole point of the whole thing, because the Skinner's been such a small part of the entire season, really. Um, the biggest part of it's been Miguel, and so now it's just like, okay, there's no Miguel, and we haven't really cared that much about the Skinner. So it's the same way they blew Dokes in the season yeah. two finale and went with Lila for the rest of it. So yeah, I it's like I I felt like. Uh, because they gave that reveal in the last episode where we know that Miguel released or helped to get the Skinner out, the guy, King out or whatever. It's like, oh, now there's n- another level of complexity to the whole situation. So once we get past the Miguel situation, we still have time to get to the King situation. And it just, I don't know, it just seemed like it was too much, uh, like a, a bad cop out that just def- definitely didn't work out. Yeah, I haven't spent a bunch of time thinking about it, but I'm not sure that Miguel working with King makes any kind of sense. Like, how they would get in touch with each other, how Miguel would decide that this is what he wanted to do, and just, like, have him out on credit or something. It just makes... It's just a weird thing they just did for the for the twist value of it. Well, they, they make it... Yeah. They they frame it like the audience is supposed to assume that all of this was planned, or at least their connection was planned in that five minutes that he was in the room with the video turned off. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, okay. Oh, see, I didn't think of it that way. I didn't think of it that way. But it also doesn't oh. make sense to me that he would have somebody else do it because he's got this newfound feel that he's a killer and he can do this to me, it would make more sense for Miguel to want to do it himself, even though he would do it carelessly. He's got so much hubris, he doesn't realize that he really kind of sucks at being a killer. Yeah. Yeah. I. They just they just couldn't quite make it work. Um, they, spent, they spent too much time. I mean, again, it's like they have to spend more time with Miguel now because this is going to be it for him and then uh, and then we're left with a season finale that feels kind of like, a, you know, just cleaning up loose ends more than a, an actual narrative, uh, some kind of satisfying narrative. 
but it starts with Dexter trapped in the trunk of a car trying to break through his duct tape handcuffs. Harry shows up for moral support and Dexter breaks loose. The trunk opens and Dexter punches Masuka. He's been kidnapped and taken to the bachelor party. Best scene in the entire show. I don't care what else happens from here. That's my favorite scene of the entire run right there. (laughs) They can end it now. I'm sold. Uh, Miguel pauses the party to roast Dexter with a bunch of insults. Dexter laughs and plays along. Miguel then switches gears and starts talking about the friendship and trust. Uh, Dexter (laughs) only has 45 minutes to get ready for work. Rita shows up with bagels. The conversation turns to Miguel. Rita asks Dexter to think about whether he should find a replacement best man. And the Miami Metro guys show up to work massively hungover to do a briefing on the Wolf murder and the Skinner. Yeah, I mean, kudos to Dexter for you know, defending himself, but then also uh, it hitting Masuka in the face is, is very fun. Uh, and then, like... Um, yeah, I guess I was just, like, I was excited when it happened, when they left us with the cliffhanger from the last episode, and then uh, this happened, and I go, what? I was like, I was really hoping for much more of an epic battle to start this episode off with, and it was just him punching Masuka, and I was like, alright, well, at least that was something. Yeah, it's just like a mid-season 24 cliffhanger, where you're, something really amazing happens, and then the cliffhanger goes off, and then nothing else is going to happen now. It's just another one of those sitcom moments that just don't fit in with the show. Yeah. Uh, LaGuerta is re-watching the interview with the witness describing Miguel's case. She needlessly circles the words Lincoln and Navigator in his file. I guess the six-year-olds will understand what's going on. Uh, Gianna shows with the hangover remedies, but Angel says he behaved himself and isn't hungover. Dexter has a conversation with Harry about how and when to kill Miguel. Uh, Deb comes into Dexter's lab. (laughs) Sorry, my notes said Anton. I don't know why the hell Dexter needs to kill Anton. Yeah, you want to talk about this? (laughs) Yeah, because of all that weed that he's smoking. He's a bad guy. That now fits the code. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, sleeping with a sister, that probably could fit the code. Yeah. It's every for madness, a lot of man. People. Everyone's fucking in back this episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> you fuck my sister, I will fuck you back! <laughs> uh, Dev comes into Dexter's lab to hide from Anton while he's there. She says she needs a man more like her dad. Dexter tells Deb that Harry was no saint. Deb wears him down, and he says that Harry slept with one of his CIs. Angel comes in and says Anton only trusts Deb, so she needs to question him. Dexter tries to say something as she leaves, but she says, blow me. And Angel says to Dexter, my sister never says that. They leave Dexter alone, and he whispers, oops. That's a nice family moment. I think, uh, you know, it's always, it's always fun when Deb learns something new about her past that also had to be uncovered by Dexter's lifestyle, you know, like there's just so many secrets with all of this, it's crazy. Well, I mean, he's given her the first breadcrumb to finding out that Dexter and Rudy are brothers. Like, finding that CI file will give her that information, and then it won't take her too long to figure out, well, 
My, yeah. As as <laughs> as yeah. you'll see, yeah. it may take her very long to figure out all the details on that on uh, Dexter. So there you go. Yeah. So uh, Anton tells Dub that the report on what happened to him doesn't do it justice. He goes into some graphic details, saying that King stole everything in Anton's wallet, including change. Dub offers her hand a second time, and he takes it. Masuka is using a popsicle to ice his eye where Dexter hit him. Angel says, please tell me you're not freezing sperm in there. Masuka says the freezer only goes to about negative 70 and that sperm must be frozen around negative 200. He's a donor, so he knows these things. Masuka slept with the party planner and she likes him. He wants to do a background check because he can't believe someone is into him. So, let's just take a moment. Brooke, (laughs) Masuka probably has children out there. That's a terrifying thought. Could you imagine? Oh my god. <laughs> Didn't he say what something you... in this scene like, I care about the children or some something? I don't know, He's... but that's a terrifying thought. Oh, All these little masukas running around out there. Yeah, nope. <laughs> so many faces to punch. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would punch I mean, I would kids. assume that they would... Uh... Yeah, I would assume that they would like scream their scream scream their donors before uh, beforehand. But if they're desperate for sperms, they'll put some mini masukas out there. There is there is nowhere on earth that is desperate for sperm. It is a very <laughs> plentiful I was thinking bodily fluid. It's not like it's a blood. It's blood, and there's a need to save lives. I think, I like, I think the sperm banks are covered. Have you seen an episode of CSI? There's one, there's some in every single room. It's, just, it's terrible. Yeah, there's no shortage. I'm everywhere. Uh, Dexter is learning Miguel's new routine based on him living in a hotel since Syl kicked him out. Miguel dishes Ramon and takes off with Dexter following. Deb finally finds the source of Quinn's wealth, an uncle who left him a building. Uh, Deb's mopey and says that she and Anton are no longer together. Quinn suggests that they carpool to the wedding. Deb gets a call from Angel, but it drops. The reception at the skinning scene is terrible. She asks Quinn for change for a nearby payphone, then realizes that King must have had to use that phone as well. Uh, therefore, he had to use Anton's change. LaGuerta has invited Miguel over to her place. Miguel is still trying to seduce her, and she's carefully keeping him happy so she can get the chance to gather evidence from his car. Dexter's parked down the street and sees the whole thing. A while later, Miguel exits, and we see that his lift gate was left open. He closes it and stares at LaGuardia's door for a moment before driving off. Now, wouldn't one of them, I would like to think one of them, would have noticed the car? I mean, he's, Dexter's not that far away. They would have been looking around, either one of them, especially um, Miguel. And to me, I don't think his automatic assumption would be that it was LaGuardia getting into the car. I would think because he and Dex have had this cat and mouse thing going, he would assume Dexter had done right. it anyway. Plus, Dexter is still parked on the street when he does that. Right. So he would have a probably looked around and noticed the car. B. He instantly turns and looks in the house like he's thinking it's Laguerta. He would have thought it was Dexter. Yeah. Realistically, I agree. But riding. Right. I mean, I'm expecting the writers to, you know... It's not like Dexter... But it's not like Dexter's ever shown up at LaGuardia's house while he was there before. Oh, wait. That's true. (laughs) Oh, wait. He did. Except that it happened, like, a day ago. (laughs) 
So the next day, LaGuerta brings the forensics and asks Dexter to test it. LaGuerta says, do you ever get a nagging voice inside you? Dexter says, I'm aware of the phenomenon. She wants the results under the table. In Miguel's hotel room, he sees that someone has accessed the wolf file in the database. Deb has a lead on where King may be. She and Quinn leave to check it out. Angel tells Masuka the background check on the party planner came back with a nasty altercation over a parking space. Masuka is happy. She has issues, which means she's not out of his league. <laughs> uh, Dexter confirms that the hair from Miguel's car is Ellen Wolf's. Masuka stops by and asks if he can bring a plus one to the wedding. Deb and Quinn walk around the property and find a bunch of parrots. Quinn sees King inside and starts chasing him. And then King pulls a knife and slashes Quinn with a knife and gets away. LaGuerta grabbed the test results while Dexter... I was just going to say... Oh, sorry. I'm jumping in. Um, I This episode makes me, again, realize how much I'm so glad I switched to Team Quinn over Team Yuki. <laughs> because I just, like, I just really start liking the character so much more. And this episode just keeps piling on, like, the good things about him that they, they, they tried to get you to not like about him. Uh, so yeah, I was just like, whenever the whole thing come, came up with him asking Deb to like carpool and then like, you know, him jumping on the, the King thing. I mean, I was just like, go Quinn. He's, he's, uh, he's, he's in he's it. He's one the of win. the few characters that gets an arc. He starts out as someone we don't really like, or that we kind of hear bad things about. And then eventually he becomes a solid character. It's sort of, sort of, sort of like what they did with LaGuerta in episode one where she was totally crazy bananas in the first like three episodes uh, hitting on Dexter and all that stuff and the now way. she's pretty solid overall you know the first yeah. the first time I watched season three I did not like Quinn hated him and now that we're back watching it again I can't remember why I have no clue why I actually really like him. Yeah, I never had an issue with him. I think uh, in episode one of our podcast, you said Quinn is the worst. Yeah. Yeah. In, in season three, episode one, and like one of the first things you said was Quinn is just the worst. I hated him so bad. But now that we're going back and watching him, I'm like, why did I hate him? I can't help you there. I have I have no explanation. I, I guess I was Team Yuki. I guess I was Team Yuki. I don't know. That was your mistake. There it was. You should have learned with hey, Lila. It's all right. Yeah. We all got to learn how friendship works. Uh, LaGuerta grabbed the results while Dexter was out of the office. She explains where she found the samples and that this implicates Miguel. She's planning to get a warrant to get the evidence properly. Dexter suggests she build the case up more before getting a warrant and making it herself a target for Miguel. Dexter has decided to make Miguel's murder look like it was done by the Skinner. Uh, Deb tells Dexter, or Deb asks Dexter more questions about how he knew about Harry and the CI. He says Camilla told him about it before she died. Dexter confirms that she won't be bringing Anton to the wedding. She mentions that Quinn asked to go with her, but she thinks that that's even more depressing than just going stag. Dexter realizes that he trusts Deb more than anyone and asks her to be his best man. See, I wasn't the only one that thought Quinn was the worst. Uh, Deb goes to records and asks for all the files on Harry's CIs. 
Dexter goes to Miguel's hotel and sees Miguel and Ramon at the bar. He finds Miguel's room and asks a housekeeper to give him turn-down service. Once he's in the room, he tells her not to bother and cases the room. He sees a life vest. Miguel's planning on killing again. Miguel has also left his laptop open with the Ellen Wolf alert flashing red. He's going to get Ramon blackout drunk so he has an alibi for the night. Uh, Miguel uses a hidden key to enter LaGuardia's house. I think... I think... I apologize... I think that previous scene right there is where he realized that it was uh, LaGuerta that got the evidence. He probably thought it was Dexter initially, but in an earlier scene when she gives him the evidence to run under the table, she tells him to use her codes. So when that alert pops up on his computer, it tells him that it's LaGuerta. He needed uh, her authorization from Mm -hmm. her rank. Well, I know. To get into um, that file. So, <clears throat> that's why Miguel goes after LaGuerta, is because he got right. that alert saying LaGuerta is the one running this. But I do think he thought it was her at the car, because after he looks in the trunk, he looks inside. Like, or looks in the direction of her house. So that maybe gave him a, an iota of an idea, and now this, of course, solidified it, but... Yeah. Probably. <clears throat> Uh, Miguel uses a hidden key to enter LaGuardia's house. Dexter has left a fake message on her machine. Miguel hears it and tries to go after Dexter, but Dexter's right outside the door with M99 and knocks him out. One thing, well, another thing I'm disappointed about with this episode and how quickly they're taking out the Miguel storyline is they really could have played with that a little bit more to make it seem like LaGuardia was in some sort of danger, but they cut that off so short where there was really no tension, no kind of, of build-up where you're thinking, ooh, is he going to go after LaGuardia? I mean, he, at this point, when he's shown up at her house, we already know Dexter knows, so we know that she's not really in danger. Yeah. They could have done so much more with and, that. Yeah, they didn't do anything with, like, Dexter having some weird conversation with LaGuardia to, like, keep her away from her house for the next couple hours or something. It's just, we're... It's, a, it's another thing where... Uh, Dexter knows things that we don't know. Dexter has a plan that we're not aware of until we see it happen, and that always sucks. Like it's a cheap, it's a cheap way to get a twist in there, but it's it's always a bad move. Miguel wakes up in a kill room. He tries to talk his way out of it by playing on being Dexter's only friend. Dexter tells Miguel he killed Oscar, and Miguel freaks out. Dexter brings up Miguel's bachelor party speech about friendship. Miguel says, friends forgive. Dexter says, but I don't forgive you. And Dexter uh, strangles Miguel like, with a garrote. The blood threading plays this back. This was it. What? This was it for me. This was my moment. This was this is what I was hoping for all season long with this, this friendship conversation. Friendship. <laughs> friends forgive. <laughs> Friends don't fight. Friends gotta hug. That's exactly what I was going to say about that scene. I I thought immediately of, yeah, that's exactly what I thought of. <laughs> I'm glad it wasn't just me who went there as soon as he said, friends forgive. I'm like, oh, come on. <laughs> that's exactly what I thought of. And then Dexter... Friends gotta hug. Dexter strangles Miguel with a garrote. The blood theme plays backwards, and all the color leaves the screen. Dexter says, adios, amigo. Uh, goodbye, friend. Man, I, yeah, I was just like, at that moment, 
where when this is all happening, I, of course, I'm very excited about all the friendship talk. But um, <laughs> but then yeah, it was nice to see Dexter sort of do a different type of kill. You know, I guess this one maybe a little more personal or normally he like drives the knife into the heart of the person and the blood leaks out or whatever. The grot was a, a, a different angle, but it was, uh, yeah, it was en- at least enjoyable enough to watch, which is awful to say, <laughs> but well, uh, we that, don't have to worry about the Is it consistent with how the Skinner kills? I thought no, the Skinner so. just killed by skinning people, but maybe, I think some of the earlier ones he killed, he didn't skin them to death, he just like tortured them and then he killed them, so maybe that's the connection there. Um, but yeah, anyway, that's it for Miguel. He's he's dead. Jimmy Smith plays a corpse in the next episode. Or does he? I mean, he <laughs> might come back. Uh, no, he does not. Uh, so, uh, this was directed by Marco Siega. He directed nine episodes of Dexter between seasons two and four. This was his fourth and final episode of season three. He went on to direct for The Vampire Diaries and the following. This episode was written by Charles H. Egley and Lauren Gussis. Charles H. Egley uh, used to work with Stephen Boschko quite a bit. Uh, Dexter, he wrote and produced on seasons three and four. Wrote two episodes each for both of those seasons. This is his second episode written of Dexter. Uh, He went on to produce for The Walking Dead. Lauren Gussis uh, wrote or co-wrote 12 episodes of Dexter across all eight seasons and was promoted several times starting as a staff writer and ending up as a supervising producer by season five. Um, She's currently the executive producer of Netflix's Insatiable. Uh, What are your guys' favorite line of the episode, best line of the episode? My favorite line is when, right before he chokes out Miguel, he says... I killed my brother. I killed yours too. And then he chokes him out. And I was just like, <laughs> yes! That was my favorite line too. That's absolutely my pick. Uh, how about worst line of the episode? Friends forgive. Because I thought, Tommy boy, immediately. Brothers don't <laughs> shake hands. Brothers, brothers gotta, gotta hug. hug. <laughs> I thought, friends forgive. Same thing. This would have been wonderful if it had Rob Lowe in it. But, uh... <laughs> yeah, my, just the, randomly Rob Lowe. Just it? randomly Rob Lowe oh, comes in. excuse me. <laughs> he just walks by. <laughs> uh, worst line... Probably... Masuka saying that he he's a donor, like just just God. so he knows all of the th- things about. That is horrific. Uh, Zach, what you just think of the implications of <laughs> him being a sperm donor? Zach, what was your um, best line of the episode? My best line was all the friendship lines. So anything <laughs> that to use the word friend or friendship. Um, but also, I really enjoyed the line. The line you need something under the table. I'm your guy. <laughs> Which was Dexter. Nice. <laughs> Dexter is great. Uh, yeah. Brooke, your worst line? My worst? Yeah. Did we, did we, oh. did we get, we got we your best We did mine already. already. We did, yeah. Friends forgive. Zach, what was your oh, worst line? Friends forgive. My worst line wasn't actually a line. It was just Masuka pointing at his pubes. That that was just. <laughs> Masuka pointing at his penis? Was the worst. His pubes. Did you black out? He was pointing at his pubes. Oh. 
when Dexter's talking about a hep finding a gray hair and Masuka says oh. that he knows what it's like, yeah. Dex says you're bald and yeah. You're bald. I remember yeah. that scene. Great. Uh not perform- Thanks for performance that. of the episode. Uh if it's not Michael C. Hall, who is it? I actually liked LaGuerta in this episode. I thought she did a fantastic job. Okay. Yeah, that was my pick. Uh, I'm going with Quinn. Because I picked LaGuerta last episode, so uh, I guess I don't want to double up on the LaGuerta train. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, that is it. We've got one more episode of this left. Um It'll be our first time without Jimmy Smits in quite a while. We met him earlier this this season, so um, yeah, a bunch of a uh, bunch of loose ends that no one really cares about left to close out the uh, season, and then we're on to season four. Uh, so ready to be done with this season. Yeah, it's 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 so much worse than I remember it being, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yep, agreed. I, I never thought it was that bad, but I was watching it week to week uh, when I watched season three, so I always had a week to, like, calm down from the stupider bits. Uh, (laughs) But anyway, thanks, you guys, for uh, doing the podcast with me. Thanks, everybody out there, for listening. We'll see you on the next Deep Discussion.